Hey there, Perrin Anop here. The following podcast may contain bad words. It probably doesn't, but it might. Don't get me wrong. My dad uses bad words all the time, but you seem like nice people. And my dad tries to use nice words around nice people. If you happen to be a bad person who likes bad words, you might be disappointed in the following podcast. I know I was. This is Stoliana with the Tech After Five podcast. And here, friends, we are the podcast where we're trying to take you, the tech professional, the tech entrepreneur, and help you lead a better life, get better connected, and build that community around you that you need to be successful. And uh, I bring my friends in on this because, A, I like them. B, I hope you like them, but it matters a little less to me. I like them, and we're going to have a, always have a great conversation. So uh, let me start off on the top of left of my screen. I have Carol Hamilton here. Hello, Carol. Hello, Phil. Hi, Scott. Great to be here, as always. <laughs> Good to have you. And uh, she just led me to that next little bit, uh, my pal, Scott Pfeiffer. Hey, Phil. Hey, Carol. Hi. Always happy to be here. You know, I had, um, by the way, I had uh, recently once again pulled down the MIDI theme to the Brady Bunch and thought there's some way we got to be able to get that Brady Bunch theme in here, but maybe we need more people to pull that off. I'm not sure what that is, but it sticks, you know, you hear that once and it's like it's a small world. It just keeps going. So just warning you. (laughs) I'm going to guess that if I go dun, 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 that I don't have to, that I can do that without having to pay any licensing fees at all. I'm I'm completely, that's where I want to be in this, right? I don't want to be in any particular trouble for doing what we're doing. Hey, the reason we are here today, of course, saying we want to get this podcast recorded, uh, but the thing we want to talk about is focus. And let me tell you, Carolyn's Scott, why I think this is important in the moment. Um, there, you know, we're at a spot, I feel like it is super, it is even easier than it was in a normal universe to lose focus. In the moment, right? It's always easy to lose focus. We are surrounded by distractions. We are surrounded by people who make good money getting us off the course that we had set for ourselves because they're selling us ads or they're wanting us to buy a product or something, right? Um, so there's lots of folks who are trying to get us off of course and get us distracted. And I feel like when I was in the world, so to speak, more often doing more live meetings, those kind of things, you know, I always felt like the live meetings kind of set the pace. I was in this thing, I was doing a thing there, and I always knew what I was doing, and I was off doing a thing. I mean, I never, for example, would go walk into a meeting with Scott and like spend all my time checking my phone or playing around with it. That isn't the way I did it, right? I mean, when I was with somebody, I was fully present with them, and I think that it is so much easier to be distracted in and of this moment, but I'm not sure. I mean, I see your heads nodding. I think you might feel the same way about it. Um, let's say, first off, do, do you think the problem is worse? I mean, I feel like for me, it's worse. Is it worse for you? Are you seeing that in the folks that you work with? Let me start with Scott, because I saw a pretty vigorous head nod out of there. I think you've seen something with this. Yeah, distractions are tough when you're working from home. It's tough when everybody else is working from home. Um, you know, you not only, especially on Zoom calls, that's when for me, the distractions are the worst uh, because sometimes they just go too long or they're meandering around or they're talking about something that doesn't have anything to do with you. And you're standing at, if you're in a meeting 
and the meeting kind of goes off topic a little bit, it's kind of super risky to whip your phone out and start looking at Facebook, right? Or something like that. <laughs> People at you. But on the computer, I could pull something up and you, it looks to you like I'm looking at the camera and I'm fully engaged, but I'm really reading a completely different website or doing work for somebody else or whatever, right? right. Um, so it's easy. You know, I can take my phone and just sit it right here and you can't even tell that I'm looking at my phone now. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to get away with being distracted. I think, especially in meetings that go on too long and are blah, 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 blah. So, uh, you know, and, and just working around the house, it's easy to decide, well, I'm going to go clean my kitchen or I'm going to do some laundry or, uh, right. you know, yeah. those distractions when you're at an office. I never once in my was walking between my office and the conference room and thought, oh, my God, there's dishes in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) I got to do something about that. Or worse, Uh, chocolate in the refrigerator. Oh, well, well. (laughs) what do you mean worse? That's not worse. And I keep that at hand. But yeah, Carol, go ahead. Yeah, I want to build on the whole Zoom thing, too, because if you'll Mm -hmm. recall back way back before Zoom, you know, before all this happened, while Zoom was available, nobody was on it everybody was on conference calls. And so we didn't actually see you and your dog in your lap and your kids running out of the, you know, behind you and all of that. I find that distracting. So now you have seven people on a call and there's so much happening around them and behind them, which has to, I mean, you know, you can't throw family out of the house for hours at a time, day after day. So that doesn't work. And now we end up with all this other stuff. Or there's the, and this happened yesterday where I was on a call and one of the people was just super squirrely. And I thought there's a human being who has, who is out zoomed. They're just done now. And yet she can't stop because we were still on these other calls. And I think that those are the kinds of things that are more distracting than they've ever been because they didn't exist before. We didn't see all that, you know, yeah. you could be on your no. treadmill and we didn't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So there's all those things. right? And so I, I know that and for me, so the risk is like today's a day we're recording and today is, you know, Greenville County schools are in a spot where they're in school uh, two days a week. They're at home. The other three. Right. Ostensibly. So um, today's an at school day. So, it's, I mean, I really enjoy this super quiet because I'm working from home and I'm working from home. I'm the only cat in this little house of mine, right? Uh, but when they're, um, you know, like yesterday, kids in and out, and they're pretty quiet. They're older now, they're quiet, but still they're back and forth to the fridge, which, you know, again, like Scott said, every time it opens, it's a clarion call. Phil, <laughs> shouldn't you be coming and hang And there's, there's all that kind of stuff. But I mean, again, there's the uh, phones and, and distractions, and it's, like I said, I think it's just super easy. Now, I get distracted from other things in the house and come sit down at my desk sometimes, too, but it just doesn't feel like I'm getting the same value out of it. I am certainly having Having trouble, I feel like, with getting the long work done, the big work yeah. done. Okay, yeah. so one of the one of the questions that we had asked another group that I mess around with at one time was like, if you were on a deserted island for one year, you know, what would you do with your time? And I'm thinking, oh my God, I've been on one since March. So uh, <laughs> what, did I, what, what did I do with my time? Um, I'm not sure I have a good answer to that, but. Um, I'd like to say, I think this is a good time to be thinking about 
focus, it is a good time to be thinking about um, how do we get the important things to us that are done. And I'm thinking you agree with me on that. I do. I actually think that, that it has become harder because we've interrupted so many patterns. So whatever I was using for focus before, and in my case, travel was a big part of it. So there were the, I'm home, I've got this much time, I need to do this, this, and this before I get on another plane. And when I get back, da, 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 da. And there was, a, there was kind of a pattern built into my brain around the rhythm of my life. And when all of that came to a screeching halt and my, my business focus completely changed, it's like everything changed. And now I need new definitions, which then means new, um, new accountability, new deadlines, new ways of working because I'm suddenly am home and accessible. And what used to be, hey, you know, I'm only here for three days. Let's go hang out and do everything became I'm not leaving. So now we have to figure out when work starts again. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think you're absolutely right. So uh, one nice thing I think I take out of that as I listen to you talk about that, Carol, is I think it's okay to say to ourselves, our patterns got interrupted. We did not see this coming to us personally. We did not know how we were going to react in and of that moment. And it is okay to be upended for a bit and try to say, oh, I got to refigure this out, right? Scott, you think the same thing? Yeah, but you know, it's time to stop being upended by that because it's been a while, right? That's right. So, you know, I have a lot of um, sort of things that I do to stay focused during the workday. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of them. You know, one is um, specifically with regard to Zoom meetings is to to do like Manfred said, keep those meetings tight, right? right? Have a topic, stay on the topic, get off because everybody's got too many of them, right? So I think that's good for me, especially with regard to what you said about the long work. I like to, at the end of every workday, look at my big whiteboard full of tasks that people need. And I've got one section that's my to do. And I try to put three, three things on there that I'm going to do tomorrow. So the do list is good but it needs to be tight and it needs to be small. It needs to be achievable. If your to-do list is three things, that's a good to-do list. If your to-do list is 20 things, that's not a to-do list. That's a database of available tasks. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's you know, it's a, it's a, I'm focused on the following 20 things, right? That's not focus at all. I'm spread out so thin among 20 things that maybe none of them get done. Um, you know, by the way, a trick to that, and I know we've talked about this, and I, this is exactly where I want to be. What are the tricks that we do to keep ourselves focused, right? So one of these things is I um, I write down three things that I want to do, and I write them in these small notebooks, and I deliberately use a small notebook so I can't write 20 things on the page, right? There are only three to five things that are, and I, and I always, and by the way, if I put three things on, then I draw a line, and the other two things are bonus items, but it's three things I'm aimed at getting done today. If I make it into overtime and I can score some extra points and put them up on the board, that's awesome. But uh, but for me, it's three things I'm trying to get done today. And of course, I try to visualize those in the morning, right? We've talked about that a little bit. So my thing on a, on most days, good days, I don't always have good days, right? But on most good days, the whole thing is, uh, as I before I put my feet on the ground, I sit down and I visualize the three things I'm trying to get done 
is done, right? What are those three things that are super, I want to be focused on today and get them to the done cut category. And say, right, that's what that's going to look like. That's what that's going to feel like. This is where I'm headed today. And anything else that comes at me, the power of that little exercise or Scott's exercise, for example, of saying these are three things, you can look at anything else and say, ah, you know, it looks like it should go into the database of available tasks, but it wasn't one of the three things I said I was going to get done today. Might make the list tomorrow, but it's not on the list today. Yeah, the reason I like to do that, to, to, to go from the database of available tasks to the three things I'm going to get done, the reason I like to do that at night when I'm not about to do work is that I find that people, if you've got a database of 20 available tasks and it's time to actually do the work, you'll select something that's easy, something that's important but not urgent maybe, something that's quick, you know, you won't choose well, in other words, if you're about to do it. There's just some resistance that crops up to doing the hard work or the important work. Whereas if you make the decision at the end of the day, you don't have to start that work now. You don't have to do that work till tomorrow. I think it's easier for me, it's easier to make more logical decisions about what are the three most important things, the most urgent and immediate uh, and important things on this list to get tomorrow, right? And we are constantly sort of, you know, you're curating your list of available tasks based on urgency and importance. And those two things are not always the same, right? I can have important work that's not urgent. And um, I need to be able to mix that in with the urgent work that maybe isn't as important. And some work's urgent and important, and that's got to go on the list, right? So, but I think making your list at night, keeping your list small, and then getting up in the morning looking at that list and saying, okay, here's how I'm going to get that done. I think those are all, I also look at my calendar the night before when I'm making that list and say, okay, what kind of, am I, do I have five zoom meetings tomorrow? Or do I have one, you know, let's, let me kind of see what, and that helps me pick my three tasks, right? If I know yeah. I'm in five zoom meetings, then I'm going to pick three pretty easy tasks, something that's urgent, right. not important that I can get done quickly. So I know when we get done, if it's a light day, we only have one meeting. Now I'm going to work on more, some of the harder stuff, but you've got to, I think you have to take a little bit of time to curate that list in order to have focus, in my opinion. What do you think about that, Carol? I'd add in delegation. I love that. I love that you're looking at it at night instead of when the dragon's breathing down your neck, but instead looking at it from a, a more centered perspective where you're not in the middle of it and saying, okay, really, what do I want to get done tomorrow that is relevant on all the important levels? And then who else can be a part of this conversation? If there's the, oh, this needs to happen too, but it's beyond your three and it's totally unrealistic. I think that especially entrepreneurs, but young leaders too, can get really caught up in, but I have to get it done. And, and the key word in that is I, and you know, you don't, maybe somebody else can get it done. And just keep taking your reevaluating. I love that nightly reevaluation of what is it I need to do. Now I know where my focus is. Nice. You know, that's awesome. You know, in a game playing perspective, there's a, a game mechanic where if you have a bunch of choices and different people are picking from the choices, at the end of every turn, the choices that don't get taken get a get something, a little bonus on them. Maybe it's an extra dollar or an extra victory point or an extra something. And they just build up, build up until they're valuable enough for somebody to take that action. <laughs> right? Maybe we could, we could do something like that. We, you'll put a little yeah. dollar next to all the tasks that don't get <laughs> every day. And when you, when you finally take that task off the list, you get all the money, right? That'd be kind of cool. 
But um, I think you're right, Carol. I think it would be also useful when you're going through your database of available tasks and picking three and there's stuff that's just never seems to make it to the three. Um, Phil talks a lot about uh, delegate, automate, eliminate, right? Thank so if you, you had a task on there that you don't, doesn't seem to ever quite get to that top three, maybe you ought to have a thought about how do I delegate, automate, or eliminate that task? Because obviously it's not making it to the top of the heat. <laughs> right. And I would just say for most of those, the, the biggest bin should be eliminate. The biggest one. The three-yard dumpster should be eliminate. And it's like, if it hasn't made it to priority on all this time, it's not a priority. And it might never be. So, out the door. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's on there and it is a priority, but you're waiting on somebody else to, to do something. Okay. Well, that's a different thing. But that's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. But it's on there and you just never quite get to it. Eventually, you got to say, maybe, maybe this isn't a thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or maybe it's not that, you know, I, I think it's okay to look at something on your to do list and say, it's, it's not you, it's me. Right. <laughs> 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 That's gonna fester. <laughs> I'm just gonna like, say, like uh, doing a Marie Kondo on your on your. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> you Appreciate that. Yes, Appreciate blessing on your house. Time you for you to move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking about this stuff that you know you need to do, and it's midnight, and you're, and it's it's now it's got you've got monkey mind going on, and I got to do that. I hate doing that. I don't want to do that. That was on yesterday's list. That was on last week's list. That was on last month's list. Uh, taxes comes to mind, right? It's that kind of thing that you go, Ugh. and so that's when I think you bring it into that combination of delegate and automate to the best of your ability. How do I right. get this off my plate? Because it's clearly not going on to my I want to do list. Right. Yeah. Well, so now you bring up a thing. I think that we're, it's something that ought to be important, but I can't make it important. That's a different problem, right? <laughs> I got to figure out how to solve that too. I mean, there are certain things that ought to be priorities, right? And uh, and you just didn't get that bit done. Um, but there's some things that like they just were never on the list. But you know, our number one concern for what we started this conversation with is the stuff that is sapping away energy and you don't even realize it, right? You're being pecked to death by a herd of ducks. Is it a flock of ducks? I don't know. It's just a bunch of ducks. But anyway, yeah, but you can be, you're being pecked to death by all these ducks. Yeah. And the thing is, these ducks are everywhere. And there's some dude, I mean, it's like some terrible game. Or maybe that movie, maybe like the last Matrix movie, right? Where there's just, there's uh, agents everywhere. Yes. And they just keep making more of them all the yes. time. So we're just being pecked together with ducks. And I mean, so it's super easy to think, oh, I'm going to go respond to this cat on Twitter. And the thing is, you know, if you want to do this right it takes a little while to craft the answer blah, 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 and you could be off doing something and it's like explain to me exactly when that was on your priority list when was <laughs> on your priority list crafting a really clever comeback to some dude upon a topic you don't care a whole lot about but you thought you could be good at right yeah. Well, doesn't that need to be on the schedule? Sorry, Scott. Uh, where you go, look, I'm, I, you know, social media is part of my marketing. Social media is part of my whatever, whatever category you put that into and go, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes a day to do that. But I'm not going to give myself two minutes here and two minutes there because that two minutes ends up being a whole lot more than the 30 if I'd have just said I'm going to go do 30. Now, I'm not a huge social media person, so I turn that back to the two of you to th think about or 
Scott, yeah, well, I think in addition to your three big to-do items for every day, you have to have some routines that you've built in for things like that. If you're talking about if you're talking about social media for your business, or you're talking about responding to emails or those sorts of things, I think those are routines that you do every day, and you have to build those in, and not do them ad hoc all day long. But you got to build those in. If you're talking about getting into a Facebook flame war with somebody over <laughs> a political event. That's a distraction. Now, my opinion on distractions working at home is you're going to have them. They're inevitable. So build them in. Uh, just go ahead and admit you're going to do it and build right. them. So I like to, what I try to do is intentionally be distracted during transitions between tasks. Right. So if I finish up one of my to-do items, I don't immediately try to launch into the next one. I say, okay, distraction time. I'm going to walk to the kitchen and do some dishes. I'm going to do some laundry. I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to play uh, brass online. I'm going to, you know, do whatever I'm going to do for this limited period of time. Um, I also like to build in like uh, at lunchtime, whenever I end up taking lunch, if I get to take lunch, some days it's too busy, but if it's not, I'm going to make lunch. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to turn on the TV and I'm going to watch a show. It's the only TV I'm going to watch all day long until it's nighttime. But then I don't even think about watching TV the rest of the day because I know when I'm going to do it. Right. right. Or I'm gonna, you know, I don't put music on until it's time to transition to evening and uh, my time. So I, you know, cause right. we don't have transitions staying at home. Right. When is it work time? When is it not work time? When is it, especially when you live alone and there's nobody else coming home or finishing their stuff. Right. So I try to, whenever I'm done for the day, that's when I can put on some music, maybe pour a glass of wine, go sit on the porch, a little transition time before right. I start cooking dinner and go into the evening. But I've built that in. So I'm not tempted to, you know, drink wine at 10 o'clock in the morning. Most days. Right. <laughs> most days. What's or if I am going to do it, I build it into the schedule. I actually have yeah. to take a shot. Is it 8.30 a.m.? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. So, I mean, I think there, I think some of this is super simple, but we just wanted to have this conversation and explore some of these ideas again with the folks in our audience to say, look, keep the list of stuff that's important to you small. Well, I think we haven't quite got to, we talked about, you know, visualizing these in advance, you know, setting them the day before. I love that idea. You know, Carol said, not when the dragon is breathing down your neck. I heard a writer one time say, figure out what you're going to do before the day gets a hold of you, before the world gets a hold of you, right? So get that ahead of time. So we like, we like our calm, cool, collected, not under stress self to make the decisions about what the major initiatives are going to be for the day. We like that a lot. Um, and then we haven't quite said it, but I know we're big fans of blocking time for the things that are important. So if we said these are one, two, three, and I don't know if those things take an hour or 30 minutes. And here's the thing. Almost everything we really want to get done takes less time. We spend more time worrying about it than we do doing it most of the time, right? On the heuristic activities we find ourselves involved in. That's usually that way. But 
you know, we, but if we take set an appointment for ourselves for that time, you know, then it allows us to do the thing like what Scott was saying, which is like, I know today I'm recording the podcast from 1130 to 12 something. I've got another appointment at one. I've got a little block I've got to do in between, but I've got a little time that I will do my reset and goof off kind of thing. And uh, Jane McGonigal, who does talks about gaming and all that kind of stuff, has talked about, you know, you can reset your head in 10 minutes typically. It might take 20, but you can probably do it in 10 minutes. And so when those things that Scott talks about, I think about, I can I can set aside 10 minutes to reset my brain to get it ready for the next activity. And that's all I really needed was that 10 minutes of whether it's goofing off or meditation or something like that, but just the th- whatever it is for you to kind of do that transitional interstitial step before we go to the next bit, right? And the socializing. I mean, I think it's really easy to forget how antisocial this has all become. That we used to have people that you could walk down and have a cup of coffee with or meet somebody for lunch or, you know, do anything that was just casual conversation. And we're not not getting any of that. So to Scott's point, we regularly, uh, my husband is home, and so we'll frequently have lunch and just hang out, which also takes some of that pressure off of, okay, I'm working. I really need to be with him. Oh, but now I'm with him. I really need to be working and gives us some little bit of, nope, now is the time. We shut the phone off. We're going to go do this. You know, the world, I know the world isn't on fire during those times and, and right. you know, they'll find me if it becomes on fire. And so, but I don't need to be there saying, hang on, I need to be available 24 seven. Cause I think that that hurts our long-term focus. I think that's where you go. I'm in complete burnout mode, but also just that humanness, you know, Hey, I want to have a conversation. I'm going to take the headset off. I've got one friend. We will not zoom. We just talk on the phone because we're in different States, but she's like, I don't want to do zoom. It's become officey now. And we just talk like we used to talk. It's just that we don't do it in person anymore. And, and I miss it. So building that as one of the blocks becomes really important. Yeah. Good. Well, I think this can be a thing that we can get our hands around and we don't need a whole bunch of tools to do it, but we really have to kind of, most of all, take notice in the moment that things are kind of, if we're, if we're, we don't, if we haven't established those blocks, if we haven't established the routine, we have to get that back under control for ourselves find those three things that we're going to do, set aside time to do those and set aside, you know, in dieting, right? They call those cheat days, but we're just saying set aside time for the distractions, schedule time to say, okay, I'm going to be doing my brain reset here. It's my mental health minute um, where I actually get my head back and say, I don't, I don't need to, as Carol points out, I can be having fun without worrying that my work is not getting done because I've scheduled the work. I've scheduled the fun. I've scheduled the time that I need for my own head to do its job to take care of myself. I've scheduled all this bit so that I can get to it. So, And I'd like to throw in something or lead into the next piece. One of the things that I'm learning from you, and this is a daily learning for me, because I come from the land where the word is yes. The answer is always yes. And, and so to find that no in this, in this time when so much transition has gone on, it seems like there's more people trying to figure out who they are and what they want to do. And we're all trying to figure out how we're going to connect. Where's the no? And I would love to hear some of your thoughts on how you feel no, A, without feeling bad, and B, you, you do this beautifully without them feeling bad. 
Yeah. So a couple of things on that bit. And of course, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but I, I think it is more important than ever. And I have to say no to people. One of the things I love is if I set my priorities in at some moment, then I know that when other people are asking things of me, whether they're going to fit in my schedule or not, are they helping me get towards my goal? Are they what I said I was going to do today or what I said I was going to do ever? Would I say yes to that or not? But that way, I'm not engaged in some inner turmoil over whether I should say yes or no to them. I'm like, well, that's an interesting project. It just doesn't fit in my schedule or fit in my set of goals at the moment, right? So I had this happen a couple of weeks ago where someone says, oh, I really love what you're doing. We'd love to have you help us. And I said, I think you've got an interesting project. Um, it's just not for me and not where I'm headed at this moment. Now, to your point, how, what am I doing for them, right? So uh, when someone comes and asks a favor of you, right, that is a face endangering move, right? They have a moment of endangering their own reputation and how they feel about themselves because you can reject them. So they have made themselves vulnerable to you in doing that. So, you know, you, if you are a fine or upstanding human being, you might want to help them keep that about themselves as they go, right? There might be some people you don't care a lot about. I don't know what that's about. That's between you and the universe. But, but you know, for most folks, you're going to say, um, you know what? It sounds like a great project. It just doesn't fit into my priorities at the moment. Um, and you can decide even then, like, if there's some other way that you could help them by referring them to someone else or something like that, right? There are other ways you could do it. But I think you have to be able to say, if I've got my own priorities, then I, the neat thing is, the wonderful, most beautiful, most liberating part of this is, I know what I can say no to now. Yeah, beautiful. You get a lot of requests for things that are not going to be re remunerative for you, right? Help me out right. with this project for free, right? <laughs> yes. So I think, you know, sometimes you get one and it's helped me out for money. And since we're in the business of making money, try to say yes to those when you can. But like Phil said, if you kind of know where you are and what you're doing and what your schedule is, uh, you know, for me, it's sometimes yes, but here's what that's going to cost to get into my top three. Right. 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 So you sometimes you you um you don't say no, but you say yes in a way that if they say okay, you're happy because you're making enough money to make yourself happy. And if they say no, it's them saying no because it's not oh, it's yeah. worth it to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So our strategy for getting someone else to say no to you when you want to say no yourself, but you think maybe you gotta you have to test their commitment to this. Um, you know, the typical thing is you quadruple the price and you go back and say, uh, you know what, um, I'm not sure this fits on my schedule, but I'm thinking it might cost X to get something like that done. Is that what you had in mind? And they can say yes or they can say no. And if they say yes, you know, I always think quadruple the price because quadruple means I can pay somebody else to do the actual work. That's what I was just about to say. You quote a high enough price to hire somebody else to actually do it. Right. <laughs> delegate. Yeah. You can delegate or automate. Figure out what delegating and automating looks like and how much that costs. Add, add, add your piece on top. Right. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this in here. We didn't discuss this ahead of time, so I just want to hear uh, what you have to say. Nice. So, Pop quiz. 
I'm going along on LinkedIn and and I get multiple invitations to say, hey, I like what you're doing. This is really interesting. This isn't, by the way, through Tech After Five. This is somehow ran into me. It's, I'd really like to have a conversation and just get to know each other, want to hear each other's stories. Now, that's an interesting conversation for me, but there's only so much room for those. And and they're non-income generating, which is okay. You know, I'm, Okay. Yet there seems to be a volume at which I'm not, uh, it's not working as well. And I'm trying to find a way that is to save face, to be connected, to not be offensive. And yet to say, I need to know more. And I took your advice on one hand. So I've, I went back with, could you tell me what you would like to talk about? And it came back to, well, I'd, I'd really like to network. Right. And I think networking is one of those things. It's important. And it's one of those things that we mentioned earlier should be a routine task, but you've got a certain amount of time that you can afford to spend networking, whether that's going to a tech after five online or having virtual coffee or meeting with someone virtually or in person, whatever, right? There's a certain posting LinkedIn stuff. There's a certain Mm -hmm. amount of time you have to network and you can't let people overwhelm that. And you get, you know, I get those too, right? Hey, my company does blah, blah, blah. I'd love to have a conversation with you and see how we can work things out. And, right. Um, yeah. You know, they're just, right. every once in a while, one of those will fit in. Well, I'll say, who I have clients that are looking for exactly that. Yeah, let's have a conversation. But most of the time, it's stuff that I'm not really looking for. And I suspect most of the time, those are automated emails that are going out to everybody on their contact list. You know, even though they might sound like they really want to get to know me. I learned one little trick on LinkedIn uh, the other day. I haven't tested it to see if it works, but this is kind of cool. I think you'll like this Phil. So at the beginning of your name on LinkedIn, right at, right at the beginning, put a little emoji. Could be a, could be a sword, could be a skull, could be a beer, whatever, you know, Whatever your thing is, right? Just a little one right in front of your name. It's really not very noticeable um, because people are used to seeing those everywhere. And then when the automated uh, email things go, it looks like your first name. So you'll get a, hey, beer emoji. I think we (laughs) ought to get together and do something. And then you know that it's they're not really reaching out to you individually. They've got a Nice. It's got a bot detector. Um, nice. I love that. I haven't tried it yet, but I think it's awesome. Yeah. We will be no, reporting a, back on that. Yeah. I did a thing. I posted to LinkedIn a week or so ago. It was a, my tip for the day was don't feed the bots um, because there's so many bots out there on LinkedIn and people, like you said, they're doing automated stuff. So yeah, just say, I mean, those are super easy to say no to, or I mean, I always, I mean, again, if I think there might be a human at the other end, I always respond with what might we talk about? What would we talk about? And if there's no good, credible answer, or I mean, re- really, if you really do need my help and there's some short thing you could ask me, maybe I can just respond and give you what you need. Like, hey, I want to talk to Scott. Oh, heck yeah, Scott would probably say yes to you and I'd do that, or I'd say no. It doesn't matter, but I can answer that very quickly. Um, but lots of this is just, you know, like Scott points out, it's, it isn't a person reaching out to you. It's their uh, Gatling gun of robotic yeah. Let's see who will say yes to me. And I don't have time for that. In a lot of places, I'm F. Scott Pfeiffer uh, because my first name is Frederick. And I do, and I'll get a lot of stuff, you know, dear F. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know you're you not. You know those are close personal friends then. Yeah. Yeah. I love those guys. Um, the one letter guys. So I think that's it. But so, I, you know, we, I think we've answered Carol's question here, which is to say, you know, it's some of the stuff where, I mean, you're getting where it is from a real human being. What would we talk about? Explain when it's not your priority. I mean, I think it's okay. But you will get so much strength from knowing what you, by being clear on where you are headed, you will spend more time on where you are headed than where someone else might want to have you go. Having said all that, leaving a little bit of time too, kind of like what Scott pointed out, leaving a little bit of time saying, I am in fact open to networking. And so for example, for me, I might leave two one hour slots a week to serendipity. Just, you know, and, and I, that for the person I do want to say yes to, I've got a couple slots I'm going to say yes to. Not the super clear, there's something for us to talk about, but the, I'm not sure who this person is. So I'm willing to take one or two shots like that a week just to say, I don't know, let's figure out if this goes somewhere or not. So It reminds like me of it. the big block of cheese from the West Wing, for those of you who are as freaky about the West Wing as I am, where there was a day a year when people could be heard. I like the idea because that's, that's, I always thought that was such a friendly thing. So I'll have my block of cheese hour where, come on in, you're not costing me anything. Maybe we're helping each other. Maybe we're just making right. a human connection. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't pack your schedule so tight that you're not open to magic yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right that is exactly it i think that's exactly it all right friends we have given you a pile of ideas on how you might get focused on the thing that you are focused on and how you might eliminate some of those distractions um as always i've had help with my friends for my friends let's uh, start with carol here carol if i'm looking for more carol how do i find you you can come on to linkedin at carolton him <laughs> carol hamilton live or you can come over to the website at hamiltonthinktank.com Excellent. And my pal, Scott Pfeiffer, if I want more Scott in my life, how do I find you? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn where I'm Scott Pfeiffer. I have my very able daughter helping me with LinkedIn because I have delegated that task. Uh, so I'm still on there some, but she's on there some too. So she'll make sure that I see whatever you send. Well, and awesome. um, I'm also at strategy business consulting at gmail.com. And, uh, those Send your cards and letters to strategy business consulting at gmail.com. That's it. <laughs> cards, letters. Excellent. Um, and as always, my friend, I would encourage you to come hang out with us at Tech After Five. Um, that means, you know, we're, of course, not running events live, but we've got all kinds of digital events. You can join us in the virtual world no matter where you are, as long as you've got some pretty decent Wi-Fi. And we'd love for you to have a camera, a little bit of audio so you can chat and meet people. Um, we have been called in the real world the gold standard of professional networking. And the neat thing about that is when I went back to that website and saw the updated review, he said, even in the virtual, they're the gold standard of professional networking. So um, let me tell you, I've been on a bunch of events. Thank you so much. But I've been on a bunch of events and I don't think anybody's doing it quite the way we are. So come hang out with us and uh, we got some new stuff coming up for you too. I can tell you today, but it's coming. Uh, join us, techupter5.com. I'm Phil Yanov, and you can find me at philyanov.com. Thanks, friends. <laughs>